Olsen fakes it for Pat and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello, welcome to the BMB Reaction Show. This is Brian and Brad. Bit of a little bit, sorry about that, but you know, life is life and shit happens. So, but we're here to break down the uh, forty-six to twenty-three beatdown by the Buccaneers on the Panthers. So, Brad, how are you doing today? Uh... As you as you probably ascertained by my uh, Uber conference name. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So this was the this was the game where do you really anybody who really thought the Panthers were gonna be competitive and maybe make the playoffs, this is where you got put in your place. Because they're not. Are they bad? No. Are they good? Eh, maybe. But they were playing every team competitively up until this point. So you can, so I think a lot of fans kind of started, well, I I shouldn't say fans. I feel like the real fans knew they weren't that good, but I think like the outsiders or like the fair weather fans kind of thought, okay, maybe this team is actually pretty good where they're not talent wise that good. I don't know if you disagree with that, Brad, but that's, that's where I'm at. No, I I agree with you. I mean, we're seeing the first year of a rebuilding project with a lot of young players. I mean, that's what we are. A lot of rebuilding players, a lot of rookies trying to weed out the guys who don't fit the system, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to me, this kind of like, this was kind of like the, uh, the inverse to what we've seen over the last, what, I guess this is eight weeks now. Yeah, this was this was this is week ten. This is but and you know, this is the seventh loss, but it's only the second one where I felt like we really had no shot at all. Like during the game. Uh leading yeah. up to the game, I felt that way several times, but during the actual game as it's being played, I felt like we had a shot to win every one except coincidentally the two times we've played Tampa Bay. Right. The first Buccaneers game kind of surprised me where this one didn't surprise me as much because the this was the result I expected the first time around. Yeah. Like the Buccaneers are good. They have a lot of talent. They have Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and they have a very good defense. And the Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater, a kind of shit offensive line, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson and on defense, um, promising rookies, <laughs> promising young rookies and Trey Boston. Like that's yeah, that's really it. And, and I say Trey, I didn't, I don't name drop t- Trey Boston to say that he's all that great. That was more so just to be like, yeah, he's he's not good. He's he one had, of the two names on the defense that people recognize around the league. Also true. Also, to hear Whitehead sucks, by the way. Yes, he does. I don't know. I, I know we've covered that before, but today was my like, man, he's not good. He is not like, good at all. Like he, I don't like to say that about NFL players because they're in the NFL. Like only 
a select number of human beings. Like they're still elite athletes and they're like to hear Whitehead is better at playing football than I am. Like he would make me look really dumb, but he's just compared to his peers in the NFL. He is really bad. It was actually kind of staggering today to see how bad he was because Shaq Thompson might've had the game of his life. Yes. Yes. I agree. Like it sucks because the Buccaneers put up 46 points. They doubled the Panthers score and the, the Panthers defense was horrible, but fuck man. Like Shaq Thompson was really, really good today. Yeah. That, that is the one positive I can take from the defense is Shaq Thompson was all over the place making plays and it sucks because the best game of his life is going to be this game where no one's going to remember it aside from like Buccaneers fans roster baiting in like five years about, you know, beating the doubling the Panthers score when they've, they no longer have Tom Brady and they're shit franchise again. But you know, it's, it was a great game though. Like he, he was like making tackles for a loss. Like, hitting guys before the first down. Like he was just, he kind of, he, I think he brought out his inner Luke Keekley in this game. I feel like yeah. those two have been talking a lot recently. I hope so. That's true. I, I would hope so as well, since he's, you know, on the, on the team as a scouting coordinator, you, you would think you would leverage that knowledge and experience to your advantage. So you would hope for that. So Maybe we should be disappointed in Shaq Thompson because he didn't do this sooner. Yeah, he had seven tackles, five solo, two for loss, and a quarterback hit, which is pretty good. He was second second on the team in tackles. Corn Elder had eight. That should tell you how this game went. A a nickel corner had the most tackles. Yeah, it was a rough game for Troy Pride. Yeah, he had the, the second most tackles. He also had seven. So when you're two... Two of your corners had the most tackles. You know you had a bad day. Yeah, because that means the receiver caught the pass in front of them yeah. and they tackled them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dante Jackson's still dealing with his toe injury, so he went out early on. I want to say it was the second quarter. Yeah, they need to just put him on injured reserve. I think just, so, too. Just like, let him take three – give him three weeks off. Let him get right. It's clearly not right. I, I, you know, we suck anyway. Um, we've already lost seven games. We're out of it. I don't think we're going to be quote unquote in the hunt anymore. Uh, let him get right. And let's just throw Troy pride out there and see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be good experience for Troy pride pride as well, because he needs I it. I mean, I don't he's think a rookie, he's bad. So. He's I don't not, think he's bad. Like he's he, not bad. He's just a rookie. Like he, he, he had a couple of plays where he almost made a play, but because he's a rookie, he just didn't quite do the right thing. Um, so, you know, put him out there. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the veteran savvy the guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown have, where yeah, they know how to get open, like in a one-to-one situation where it's like you're right up against the corner. Like, you know, he's just, he's learning. So I think at this point, you're right, Brad, that you should just shut down Dante Jackson because they're not winning every single game that they play again. They play no, this year. No, no, we're not, we're not going to go nine playoffs. and seven. So let's, let's yeah. just get, get him healthy. Um, 
you know, they don't have to shut him down for the rest of the year, but they do need it to at least shut him down for a month. Right. Shut him down until that toe's not bothering him anymore. Shut, yeah, shut him down for the minimum three weeks, you know, and then reevaluate, see where he's at three weeks from now. If it's still bothering him, then just shut him down for the rest of the year. Yep. And, I mean, I, this this game, I mean, you have to kind of give great um, Troy pride on a curve because, I mean, like you pointed out, He's going up against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. I mean, yeah, he was literally at a negative matchup at all times. Yeah, there was nowhere you could put him on the field to kind of get him in in a rhythm because Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, they have they have those three guys. I mean, Cameron Brait is their number two tight end. He's he's a a starter on our team. Um, yeah, that dude is a red zone machine. He's a red zone machine. They've they've got Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette as their running backs. They've got they got um, Gronk. They have Gronk as their their other tight end. I mean, they they have really good players on offense. They yes. they just they just do. They they and they have the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Granted, he's kind of washed. Um but they still, he's still Tom Brady. He's um, not the same Tom Brady you would have expected six years ago, but he's still Tom Brady. He's, he's still, still Tom Brady. And honestly, the Tom Brady of six years ago, they put up 60 points on us if he, if, if Tom Brady was that Tom Brady. Oh, I think they'd break the, I think they would have they broken, would have broken the, scoring. the modern NFL scoring record if Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Yes. Because he Agreed. missed a couple of wide open throws. Not just a couple. It was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will to be say, positive. I will say, I saw a lot of Panthers fans on Twitter who were calling for Phil Snow's head. I just want to say, relax. Like this, this defense personnel wise is not good. We've been saying this for weeks. Their personnel is not good. Aside from like Jeremy Chin, aside from Derek Brown, aside from Brian Burns. Aside from Dante Jackson on a good or on a good day, like they're not yeah. good. Our like, three best players are are all young. The best player we have is a second year defensive end. Yeah, like it's, it's just we don't have the players on defense yet. It's just not there. You can you can scheme up for a lack of talent, but not at the dearth that this is. Like they, yeah, and you can't scheme up against. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. Like, there's just no scheme that can contain that much firepower on the other side of the field. Like, you just, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't scheme away your deficiencies with that. Yeah, you have to just rely on them beating themselves, and they just didn't do that today. Right. So yeah, I I'm not I'm not on the fire fill snow train. I think that he did his best today, and it wasn't. It was just kind of a a sobering, realistic look at what the Panthers' defense actually is today. Where I yeah, think they played I'm, above I'm not expectations. The, yeah, yeah, I'm not on the fire fill snow train either. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I know we talked about this in our CSR Slack group. Um, friend of the show, Eric Somers pointed this out we need to do more than 
rush three on third down. That is annoying. I will say because that. our third down defense is the worst third down defense I have ever seen. And I've been watching football for almost 30 years and I've, I've never seen a team struggle like we do on third down. It's almost like you would think, um, and someone mentioned this to me on Twitter. You would almost think we would accidentally get a stop on third down at some point. And we're just not doing it. And I would rather, I would rather us blitz on third down and get beat deep than rush three and see Tom Brady or whoever the quarterback is find an opening in the zone on third and 15 and watch them pick up 16 yards. Like I would rather give up a 70 yard touchdown because we blitzed. So I understand the concept of rushing three and like keeping a bunch of people back. The only problem is that when the like the I I don't know if I, I don't know if you agree with this, Brad, but I feel like the secondary is the problem with this defense. I don't think the front seven is. So when you I, rush I three, you, you cut you cut out on me. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that I feel like the secondary is the problem with this defense, and. Oh, it absolutely is. I, I, I could not three, agree more. When so like when you rush three, you're relying on your secondary. You're literally putting your secondary in the position to stop that third down. That's why you rush three, because you expect your secondary to hold up. Why on fucking earth are you doing that when your secondary is shit? And yeah, I don't I think that I think that like front seven is not horrible. Like I think that no, all Peter of our Grossman. best players, all of our best players are in front of the linebackers. Right. Like Yeter Gross Matos, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, hell, even like uh Marquise Haynes. FAO Bada. FAO Bada. Zach like, Kerr. All of those yeah. guys are our best players and and our most most veteran players on defense. You can't rely on Troy Pride, who is a rookie. Sam Franklin, who is an undrafted free agent, Justin Burris, who just got back from broken ribs, Dante Jackson, who's battling turf toe, Rasul Douglas, who wasn't even on the roster at the beginning of the year. You can't rely on those guys on third down. Don't forget about Corn Elder. Oh, and Corn Elder, yeah. You you can't, and we'll talk about Corn Elder in a minute because I do have thoughts about Corn Elder. But you... (laughs) Good thoughts, but you can't you can't expect those guys to consistently win on third down. They're no. just not talented enough to do that, especially when especially when they're against the the offensive weapons that Tampa Bay has. No, that's exactly the point I was bringing up. Like you, you're betting on your secondary to be better than Tampa Bay's passing offense when you run a three-man rush defense. And that's just flat-out fucking stupid. Like, yes, in that regard, I understand why people want to fire Phil Snow. I think that Phil Snow's philosophy makes sense because he runs, like, three safeties all the time, so he gets, like, the top three players in the secondary on the field. But... In that regard, why the fuck are you running three people after the passer when it's Tom Brady? Especially because it's Tom Brady. Like he can he can navigate the pocket, so you're making it even less of a problem for him. 
Like I just, that part, I just do not get. And I think that it's just something where it's like Matt rule is like, this is what I want to run on third down. The problem is he doesn't have the personnel to do it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't want to fire Phil snow. I want to give him the personnel that he needs to run that defense, but I also don't understand why he's running that now. Yes. I don't want to fire him yet. I want to give him an opportunity to, to do what he does with better players. And then theoretically they could trade for like JJ Watt. And all of a sudden that three man rush is pretty good with like Brian Burns and, you know, K1 short, who's healthy or even Derek Brown. Like, you know, all of a sudden that defense is a lot better, but right now it's shit. It's bad. It, It doesn't make any sense to run it. Yes, I agree. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I, I just had that thought come across. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, we're we're trying to do something that you should only do when you have good players, and we don't have good players. Yeah, like Seattle's defense, like Circo. What was that? 2015, 16, 14, or so. Like you could get away with that and have a really good defense when you're on third and long. Carolina's yeah, defense. They had, they had the best secondary of all time. Like, you can do that when that's what you've got. Where in 2020 Carolina, the best player in your secondary is probably Trey Boston, and that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, your free safety, when, when your free safety is your best player on, on your secondary, that's not good. Like, as a Trey Boston stand, like, I, I know he gets undeserved hate, but he's he's really not that good. Like he's a passable free safety at best. He he's fine if you have good corners. Like if he's your guy that and I, I think I said this last time we yeah, did you so. absolutely did. Yeah. If if you have three other good players or two good corners and he's your center fielder, I hate using that word, but if he's your center fielder, he's fine. But when he's your best player in the secondary, he's not good enough to be the best player in your secondary. He's not Earl Thomas. He's not Troy Polamalu or Earl Thomas or any of those guys. So he's not he's not good enough to be your best player. But yeah. one thing I will give Phil Snow credit for, he seems to have been the only person that has found a – a good use of uh, Corn Elder because Corn Elder has actually been pretty good for us this year. Corn Elder absolutely has been. He's he's definitely a solid depth player for Carolina, and I think that I forget where I was reading it on CSR, um, but somebody was like, "What the f- like? What the fuck? Why did you not play him in nickel corner? Like that's that's where he should be playing, and that's exactly, exactly. where they're playing him. And suddenly he's not that bad. Like no, he he's actually pretty good. Yeah, everybody has a role that they can play well, and the sign of a good coach is finding that role and putting them there. What people don't realize about the NFL is like. You don't have to be a top one or two corner on the outside. You can be a an, an interior corner and absolutely kill it and make a ton of money. Like yes, yeah. Chris Harris did that for the Denver Broncos. Like 
he did play outside. Like, not to say he didn't, but I think his biggest value was the fact that he just slide inside and cover anybody right there. And that's 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 where like corners make themselves valuable is when you yeah, especially play the inside. With, yeah, especially with the way offenses are today. Everybody has three good receivers. Or tight so ends. You, or, or tight ends. Backs. So you you need a third guy that can do basically what Corn Elder is doing. Now, could he be better? Yes. I think he would be on a good team. He's the backup nickel. But I mean Oh, he's he, Captain Munderland. Just yeah, younger. he's Captain Munderland with some size. Yeah. But he's he's much better now than he was when he was here before and everybody hated him. That's because Bron Rivera was just like, oh, we don't have oh, any corners. Man. All right, go out there. Yeah. Cover, go on the go outside. Go there and cover Julio Jones. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Go cover. Go go to that position where you're not physically suited for it and try yeah. to make, make Cover Mike Evans. It's all right. Yeah. You'll make it work. <laughs> You'll make it work. You'll be all right. Yeah. You'll lock it down. No problem. No problem at all. Um, but we've been talking a lot of shit on the on the defense. Uh, let's. I think we should discuss the offense a little bit. Yeah. Um, the offensive line sucks. Let's just get it out there. They do. And Teddy Bridgewater might be injured. I don't know. I, I didn't look at any any of the uh, medical updates on him, but it seems like his knees probably kind of fucked. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul. That was a shitbag tackle. I'm sorry. You think so? I think so. He went for his knees. It, to me, it looked now I could be wrong. I haven't watched the play extensively, but live, it, it looked like he went after his knees. And I mean, he may not have intentionally done it. I don't want to, I don't want to accuse him of anything, but that was a really shit bag tackle. And I hope Teddy's not hurt permanent like permanently or for the rest of this year because if PJ Walker has to be our quarterback we may as well just start seeing what kind of crazy shit we can do no we should be playing Will Greer if that's, if that's we, the case yeah if and with Will Greer too it's the same scenario we're we're 3 and 13 um, so i have a slightly different take on it i don't think that he should have tackled him like that, but I also know that he hit him in the thigh pad, which the way the NFL describes the rule book is a legal tackle on the quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I figured it had to be that because they didn't even throw a flag. Yeah, I don't think he should have done it. I think he, I, I think he could have gone a different way. But at the same time, like thinking about it as a former football player, like I would be like going after the quarterback, not like nonstop. And he didn't like jump at his ankles or jump at the back of his knee. Like it just, to me, it just seems like an unfortunate situation where the pass protection broke down and he got fucked because he got hit awkwardly. And I don't think it was a Bush league play by the defensive player. Um, My problem with it though, is at the time, it was like 39 to 23 with That's six, also true. with That's 6 minutes true. left in the game on third and long. That's also true. Like he could have just like let him he throw the ball just away. Let him throw the ball away or not win at his legs. I mean, I, if it were a playoff game, 
if it were a one score game, if it were more competitive, if it were a win and go in, get into the playoffs scenario, all of those things, yeah, sure, do it. But against a three and seven team or three and six at the time team, you're beating them by multiple scores. There's less than six or seven minutes left in the game. They haven't done anything in the entire second half. Just you got to let that one go to me. Like, I'm not going to like go on Twitter and call him a shithead scumbag and do all that. But I just, I thought it was a scumbag tackle. I'm, I'm sure you won't be the only one to call to, uh, call him a scumbag for that. Oh, I'm sure I won't. I mean, I, I, I do think it's a scumbag tackle, but I don't think he was trying to hurt Teddy Bridgewater. No, he was just trying to get a sack. He was just that's, trying to get a sack. That's literally all it was. Like, yeah, he was just trying was, to make a play, and I think it was less dirty than when the Falcons went after his legs a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks. Like, I hope Teddy Bridgewater's okay, and it was just like, you know, an overextension or whatever you might want might have you, you know. I mean, to be honest, the best case scenario is he needs to take a week and not play so we can see what we've got with Will Greer and PJ Walker. I'm kind of confused, by the way. I do I do want to touch on this. I'm kind of confused as to why PJ Walker is getting the snaps over Will Greer. Now granted, I know Matt Rule didn't draft Will Greer, but I know why. It's it's not what you think. Yeah. P.J. Walker is the emergency running back. Okay. And with Christian McCaffrey not playing for the last five weeks, they've put him as the backup quarterback so he can be the emergency running back. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, because if you know, last week um, when Christian McCaffrey was I do remember P.J. Walker lining up a running back, so I I agree. I, I understand your point now. Yeah. Last week when Christian McCaffrey was back for that one game, uh, Will Greer was the backup quarterback. All right. So it, it's just, it's not a PJ Walker is higher on the depth chart. It's than logistical. Will Greer. It's a logistical. Well, he can also be a running back. So will and Will Greer can't. So we're already down Christian McCaffrey. So we need to make him the breaking break glass in case of emergency guy. And yeah. We're, we're one Mike. We're one Mike Davis injury away from Christian McCaffrey, Alex Arma, and PJ Walker being our running backs. So I guess yeah, that. pretty much. <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, it's just also it's just unfortunate that the two times Teddy Bridgewater has been hurt have been when Christian McCaffrey wasn't on the field, so PJ Walker had to come in and play quarterback, which he hasn't been good at. Which he has not I'm been sorry. very good at. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it to all the PJ Walker stands out there, but he is not an NFL quarterback. I'm just, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I think he's an NFL quarterback, but he's an NFL third string quarterback. And he's an NFL Joe Webb is what he is. Yeah. He's an NFL Joe Webb where he can come in and play a couple of snaps at quarterback. He can play wide receiver. He can play running back. He could probably play special teams. But you're not going to win very many games if he's your starting quarterback for more than three weeks. Like you're, just, yeah, you, he, you're just not going to win. 
you might get lucky and get that one week against the Eagles back, like how how many years? Like 2014, 2013, where uh, they beat the the Eagles in uh, Minnesota with Joe Webb starting a quarterback because yeah. like the game had to be rescheduled because the fucking the fucking ceiling fell down because of snow. Yeah, like that, like. <laughs> That that's that's the best you I I think you can get out of PJ Walker as a starting quarterback is like that one game where he plays like relatively well like that's that's where I'm at with him I don't think he's a starting level quarterback I don't think he's gonna beat out Will Greer if you put him in a real competition like yeah and speaking- I mean that says a lot about PJ Walker because Will Greer isn't very good either I think Will Greer is like a backup quarterback that can be solid in a, in the right offense. The problem is that like the right offense needs a lot of fucking weapons for him to be successful. That's true. And it, to be fair, we've only seen Will Greer in, in Ron Rivera's squad. Play like, action, he, heavy, long passing. Yeah. Offense. Like he hasn't, he hasn't played since, since Matt rule took over. Cause we didn't have a preseason. So we didn't really get to see what he could do in, in Joe Brady's offense. So he might actually be pretty good. Yeah, I think they kept him around for a reason, but I also think that at this point, I think that you are, if you're a Panthers fan, you should be watching for the draft. Like, If you're a Panthers fan, my advice to you is to start watching Ohio State um, because we may be Justin Fields fans very soon. They got enough. They got they they got some players they can use to trade up to there as well. Like K1 Short, for example. Oh, if we um, keep playing the way we're playing now, we're going to go three and thirteen, and we'll earn like the third pick in the draft. So, I mean, I don't think they will. I think they're going to be two I mean, more teams. I don't know. I'm a, I'm going to look at our schedule. They're going to beat at least two more teams. I think. Well, it also depends on how how Teddy Bridgewater is. Um, we play the Lions and then the Vikings and then the Broncos. Then that's we play... true. If, if if he's out for the season, I think that we're that we're not going to win a single game for the rest of the year. We'll probably win one more game. I think we'll beat either the Lions, Vikings, or, pa- or Broncos. Like we'll win one of those. Um, then we play Green Bay. You can chalk that up as a loss. I mean, it's that one's over. Um, we play Washington and then we play New Orleans. So there are four games left that are winnable. You know what would be funny as shit? It'd be funny if we ran the table. It would be funny. It would be funny as fuck if we go into the Green Bay game and Teddy Bridgewater's not healthy and Will Greer starts and he throws like four <laughs> touchdown passes and we win the game. That would, that be, would funny. be funny as a that would be funny as shit. Cause like the season's unredeemable at this point. Like they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. They're not gonna make the playoffs, but yeah, no, I mean literally nine and seven is our ceiling. Like if we yeah. went out we're nine and seven. So you have to take out two more losses because I'm sure we're going to lose to green Bay and new Orleans. So we're looking at seven and nine as being a realistic ceiling. So uh, I just want to see Will Greer go out and like destroy some team. That he somebody. Yeah. Just, it either has to be green Bay or new Orleans. That's what it has to be. Oh my God. If it was new Orleans, I would cry. New Orleans in week 17 when they're resting all their starters, like Kyle Allen did a couple of years ago to complete well, the circle. I'm saying he's going to torch them. Like 
Yeah. Not even like like win the game, like straight up torch them because I think that Will Greer actually is a good fit for what they want to do on offense based on his college uh experience. Like I I I I feel like he's going to go out if they actually like commit to just being like all right, we're fucked and yeah. uh let Will Greer play. I feel like Let's he's going to go it. out there and fucking torch a team that he yeah. absolutely shouldn't. Man, we should just do that next week. I'm down with Put that. A, hang up, hang fifty on Detroit. Detroit is the team to do it against. They're yeah. they're a very sad <laughs> franchise. So yeah, <laughs> much sadder than the Panthers. So, but yeah. Anyway, speaking of Detroit, we'll have plenty to say about Detroit in the coming days when we do the actual Keep Sounding podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. Stick around. We'll be there for you for the Keep Sounding podcast where we'll break that down. We'll bring along some funny NFL moments. We'll, you know, just be our usual selves. But stay tuned and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys.